It's amazing on what a little piece of paper can do when you put it on a light panel because I look good. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Sam Talks Nerdy. I hope you're happy, doing well, dumbing in life, crushing it, kicking ass, taking names. After a lot of uncertainty and ups and downs and all of the whole movie-making rigmarole, Blue Beetle is finally here and... Can I just say, this is the first DC movie I, I, I wanted to see in a while. Not since maybe Suicide Squad. I mean, Shazam, Fear of the Gods, I didn't really have an interest whatsoever, just wasn't really appealing to me. And then, of course, The Flash came out. I did, I did want to see that, but I was in Europe at the time, and the closest theater was in a village like 30 minutes away or in london so it had to be a whole process to get there then of course i just slowly lost interest as i just kept seeing all the feedback and the controversy and all that stuff where i was just like you know what never mind i'll uh i'll just be i'll skip this one anyways you should know the drill by now i'll talk about my positives and i'll talk about my neutrals and i'll talk about my negatives Let's get into it. So what are my positives? Well, I already mentioned a few of them in my spoiler-free review, but I kind of want to take this time to sit down and dig into them a little bit more. The movie overall was a very enjoyable experience. As I mentioned in my spoiler-free review, I left the movie feeling very satisfied and also very excited for the future of the DCU and Blue Beetle. In a way, Blue Beetle and even Creature Commandos are sort of appetizers for the DCU. They are their nibbles, their tastings to kind of hold us over until we get to Superman Legacy. They are literally, hey, until Superman Legacy comes out, here are a few solo projects or some one or some one-shot stories that will hold you over and also get some world building done while we wait for that movie to get made. They had a few general references to the wider DC universe that weren't so specific to the DCEU. So the references to Batman, Flash, Superman can all be applied to to David Corn Sweat and whoever else they get for Batman, Flash, and other DC characters. I enjoyed seeing all the Latina representation. I also enjoyed seeing all of the Blue Beetle stuff. This movie paid tribute to a lot of the Blue Beetle history and lore. They paid respect to Dan Garrett, and they really paid respect to Ted Kord. Like, he had a presence in this movie despite not being in it. Like, his shadow loomed over the entire movie. We even got a brief glimpse of him via painting, and do you remember those rumors of Jason Sudeikis being rumored to play Ted Kord in the movie? Well, it's safe to say that he was at least the model for the painting. I actually do like the idea of Jason Sudeikis as Ted Kord in the DCU, so he's definitely going to be my number one fan casting for Ted Kord because I just, I really do think he could pull it off really well. As I mentioned in my spoiler fear review, I enjoyed watching Zillo Mar... Maradona and George Lopez, they were definitely the standout performances of the Reyes family. Like, George Lopez had some of the funniest lines in the movie, and Zillo Maradona, like, just he really captured Jaime, and I really do want to see more of him as Jaime in either another Blue Beetle film and the Booster Gold series and some sort of team up film, whether it being Teen Titans or a Booster Gold and Blue Beetle TV show, movie, TV streaming movie, whatever. Just I really I really do want to see more of him in the DCU. And even though even though I really did love Zillow Mar Marduina and George Lopez over the rest of the family. The rest of the family were really cool to watch as well, especially the grandma. That is a woman you do not want to upset. And the Blue Beetle suit was just 
Oh, so good. I love that suit so much. Like I said, I am so glad they went with practical with some CGI, not just completely CGI, because I'm sorry, it would not have looked as good if it was all just CGI. So that was just a really good call to make it all practical, and it is easily one of the best comic movie suits of all time. Definitely in the top 15 Top 10 for me, at least. The action was really good in this as well. The uh, director mentioned that a source of inspiration for how Bluebeard fights came from the Injustice 2 game, and I can definitely see that game being a source of inspiration. Just seeing how seeing how Bluebeard fought and all those fight scenes really made me think of like, yeah, yeah, this could have been like something you would see in Injustice 2 if you were playing as Blue Beetle. And plus, some of those fights were brutal, especially the ones between Blue Beetle and Carapax. Like, yeah, Carapax, that dude can pack a punch where I was, I felt some of the hits. Now let's go on to my neutrals. And my first neutral is, while I did enjoy the movie, it felt kind of similar to a bunch of other superhero origin films. Like, they had some of the tropes we would see in, say, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man or... Some other superhero film I'm not thinking of. Though with that said, it's definitely one of the better superhero origin films. Maybe up there with the Sam Raimi film, or I'm trying to think what other origin films we've had. Um, I don't know if you if you can think of one, comment below. And of course, a sort of downside to getting a whole superhero origin movie is that we have the build-up, which you know takes a while because we have to see the character in his life before getting the suit or the power, and you're just kind of like. Okay, anytime now, let's get the Scarab, let's start fighting bad guys, let's go. But once he does get the Scarab, it takes off. My feelings on the villains of the film are a little complicated. Let's start with Victoria Cord. While I love Susan Sarandon, I thought she did a really good job. She was very ruthless and sinister. Just honestly, Victoria Cord as a character is just kind of forgettable. She's just evil billionaire number five. Like, honestly, they could have switched her out for, like, Maxwell Lord, and it would have made maybe a bit of a difference. Because, I mean, the Omax played a role in Blue Beetle, and, of course, the Omax are, are affiliated with Maxwell Lord. So, it kind of makes sense if they just swapped her out with him. Or, hell, just do a gender swap. Maxine Lord, or something like that. Carapax was definitely the stronger of the two. While, maybe, while yeah, it's still not quite as impactful... He was very scary, and I did like his backstory to where he was, you know, kind of started off poor, lost his mother in the war, kind of weird like Iron Man 1 thing with the, seeing the uh, rocket from Court Industries and so on and so forth, and he joins the, I think, local military, local militia, and then he gets found by Victoria Corps, and then he gets taken in, becomes part of her team, gets blown up by a landmine, and then he's just her guinea pig. To where he's now like you know robotic, and and basically she's just gaslighting him, and and the ending I thought was really cool for the character where he kind of realizes that hey this girl this woman screwed me over I'm gonna get my revenge on her and you know they both kind of die but Carapax found his peace so like I said he's he was definitely the stronger villain in this movie and then of course the CGI you know you have to talk about CGI when it comes to a superhero movie and yeah so it was pretty noticeable at times but. Overall, it was good, just with a few weird shots, like 
there was the uh, scene where they were, or Jaime and his dad were in some weird like dream plane, and yeah, you could tell it was really CGI'd in front of a green screen. And then, of course, there was some moments during the whole initial flight where Jaime's fly, flying around and trying to figure out what to do. That, like, yeah, you could tell that the guy that the Jaime we're seeing on screen is fully CGI. Going on to my negatives, honestly, I don't really have a lot of negatives, if any, just. The things I didn't like are just kind of like, well, I didn't like it, but it didn't bug me or ruin the movie for me, so I'm not really going to gripe about it. I mean, a lot of my neutrals are just kind of what really took me out of the movie or things I didn't really care for in the movie. Like, But then again, I didn't really hate a lot of that. Like, again, you know, Susan Sarandon loved her performance, but Victoria Court as a character, kind of weak. Overall, I will give Blue Beetle a solid 8 out of 10. While not perfect, it is definitely one of the better DC movies we have had in a good while. Maybe not since The Suicide Squad by James Gunn. It has a lot of heart, a lot of good stuff about family. It's just, it is a fun way to spend a couple hours in the theater and just... Yeah, please go support this movie because with what they left off on in this movie really has me hankering for a sequel because well let's that well well let's talk about that real quick. So at the end of the movie it is revealed that Ted Cord, who in who in the movie has been declared missing, is in fact still alive and well obviously if we get a sequel it will be Jaime company trying to find Ted Cord, and I want to see that. Though sadly right now it's not doing so well in the box office, but it is doing good on like Rotten Tomatoes, so we'll see what happens. But even if it doesn't get a sequel, they can easily do the story in the Booster Gold Max series, either for season one or season two, because I believe the director did talk about the idea of Jaime appearing in that series. Or they could do a whole team-up movie or streaming special to find Ted Cord, And, well, well, I mean, yeah, even if they don't do a Blue Beetle sequel, there can be ways that this story can continue in another project or in another show. Anyways, that'll be it for this week's episode of Sam Talks Nerdy. Thank you for watching or listening if you're listening to this via my podcast. If you are listening to this via my podcast, then, well, for one, please make sure to leave a five-star rating and a good good review where you can because, well, that helps get my podcast out there for more years to listen to. And also to make sure to follow me on either Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And leave a voice message on Anchor. Tell me about your day or maybe your thoughts on Blue Beetle. If you are watching me on YouTube, then please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Share your thoughts on the movie in the comments below. And until next time, stay happy, stay well, stay healthy. Don't get bonded to a scarab. Don't piss off a billionaire. And I will see you or talk to you next time. Peace out.